Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome to another med lasso from Explore the Space podcast. This is the show where we are looking at the wonderful television show, Ted Lasso, through the perspective of those in the healthcare profession. But look, we're going in all kinds of different directions. So wherever you are and whatever you do for work, welcome. What we do here is we are now, because we've got season three going, we are recapping each episode. So we'll be doing this every week. Me and my co-host, Syed Tabatabai, will go in what we call the locker room and break it down. We have a special guest every week. And we talk about what we've seen, what we think is coming. We've got a couple of new special features for our In the Locker Room segment. We've got our power rankings, the three most influential characters of the episode. We've got Coach Beard's fainting couch, which if you've seen the trailer, there's the scene where Coach Beard passes out and throws his clipboard up in the air. So which are the moments that were the most surprising, shocking, thrilling, hilarious that make you need to lay down on Coach Beard's fainting couch? We've got what we were doing last season. We take a brick out of John Wooden's pyramid of success. I'm a UCLA alum. I'm losing my mind because it's the NCAA tournament and UCLA is in the Sweet 16. And then we've got the chance to plug something where everybody who is on the episode can plug whatever they want. It's all just way too much fun. We had an absolute blast and we had Dr. Ann Pellid come back on as our special guest this week. She's joined us on Med Lasso before. She's a recurring guest on Explore the Space podcast. An absolute blast to have her join us right up front. We are talking about Ted Lasso season three, episode one. If you have not watched the episode, we will be talking about it. So watch the episode before you listen to this podcast. There will be what anyone would term spoilers. The episode came out several days ago. You've had your chance to watch. Please watch before you listen. If you don't care about spoilers, that's totally cool. Welcome. We're glad you're here, but just be forewarned and that'll be this way. For every episode of the season, when there's a new episode out, we will be talking about it. I'll be going on social media talking about it. Be ready because, man, we're just too excited and it's awesome to be back doing Med Lasso with new Ted Lasso content. Definitely go back, take a look at the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. Join in the hashtag Med Lasso conversation on Twitter. It is an absolute treat. We've got people from all over the world commenting and it's just a blast. You can find me on Instagram as well at Explore the Space Show, and you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. I'm also delighted that this episode is once again brought to you in part by our friends at the Women in Medicine Summit. The Women in Medicine Summit is an absolutely extraordinary conference. It's held in Chicago September 22nd and 23rd at the Drake Hotel. It's run by my good friend and frequent Explore the Space Show guest, Dr. Shika Jane. It is a perfect conference for anyone interested in learning more around how we fix the structural inequities in our healthcare system, how we move towards gender equity in healthcare. It is for people of all gender identities. It is an amazing experience, regardless of your background. Take the opportunity to come experience the professional growth, the leadership training. There's content around negotiations, but more importantly, the people that are there are absolutely extraordinary. The opportunity to socialize and collaborate and build connections and just have fun in an amazing city is irreplaceable. I'm delighted that Explore the Space is sponsoring the Women in Medicine Summit yet again. I am excited because I get to speak this year. 
We're just going to have a blast. Please check it out, www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. Register today so you can join us in Chicago in September for sure. Between now and September, we got a lot to do. MedLasso, we're going to try and do this every week. Call schedules and work schedules and life challenges. We'll see if we can do it. But Syed and I are ready. We're going to be getting special guests every week. We're going to try to do an episode recap every week, starting with this one. Med Lasso is back. We've got Ann Pella joining us. Ted Lasso, Season 3, Episode 1 recap. Let's get amongst it. And I hope you realize this is a huge honor, by the way. You're the second. Oh, the I'm second? still aware. Are, are you the first guest to be on twice? You might be. Is that possible? Right? I don't know. I Science? couldn't believe you. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't believe you invited me. I was so thrilled. Just do a good job, man. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. It's only the only season premiere ends the first time second guest. No pressure. Just be cool. I think we've started. Hi, and weekend. welcome back, Syed. We're on. Like this is all going in. I'm not. I'm not clipping any of that. That was awesome. Love Hi. it. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. We're here. Hey. It's it's Ted Lasso is back. Med Lasso is back, and we're gonna get back to our usual maneuver which is we recap each episode and we just have some fun. I think that we do this really differently than other review shows and I like it. So we're sticking with it. Syed, why are we different? I didn't say better. I just said different. I think one of the things that makes us different and one of the reasons I love Med Lasso is we have so many lenses through which to look at the show. Yeah, It's not like we have one thing, one shtick and that's it. There's like every different... I don't think we have a shtick. I genuinely don't. I think you and I have done enough stuff together that we just we just roll and now our guest she doesn't have time for a shtick dr ann pellet <laughs> back she's going to spend the weekend teaching other surgeons how to do really complex breast cancer surgery cases there's no time for screwing around when ann is here so ann welcome back thank you i'm so beyond excited do you have a shtick has anyone ever said under any circumstance like, we actually got to hang out last weekend at the coolest science fair ever oh, it was amazing it was the, it was, so we built rockets. Our kids were going nuts. They got to do laparoscopic surgery. They got to do cash. They got, it was, it was nuts. It was the it coolest was thing. It was crazy. Ever. And we also were so excited. I mean, watching oh. our kids do science and medicine, sure. But I felt like Mark and my husband, I mean, we were beyond excited. The, the stations Sa- were amazing. Syed should just have a table with beakers, salt and water <laughs> and just do homeostasis <laughs> shit. And it would be the coolest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> the kidney is an incredible organ. I really think you could totally just have a table on that, and it would the, it would get everyone. The kidney's an incredible organ. My dad, you know, he was a nephrologist, so you know, th- this is it. We could talk sodium homeostasis. I spent the whole day <laughs> doing sodium homeostasis, <laughs> and will not be doing sodium. She'll consult me, no. and then I'll call you, and everything will be fine. Well, so Mark, I wanted to tell you though, Mark, that my kids last weekend and one of them this morning is looking at a coolest science facts ever. And literally I'm getting ready to go to work. And she goes, mom, did you know the brain feels like tofu? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I do in fact know the brain feels like tofu. And my other doctor, daughter goes, that is so gross that you know that. (laughs) That was how I started my morning off with my, with my kids this morning. The brain feels like tofu. That's a great one. And That's, and I'm going to come in the next time and I'm going to say, did you know that the human head weighs eight pounds? Oh. <laughs> yes. Sports reference. Syed got Gary it too. Maguire. Yeah. There you go. As soon as she Woo-hoo. said that, that was the first thing I thought of. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, we are back. We watched it. I was texting with you both. 
we did a really good job of not doing like spoilers with one another uh and and i'm proud of us and it was like a year and a half between new episodes just a synopsis of the experience in the pellet household a new episode season three episode one we were back just just break it down what was that experience like I mean, to be honest, we haven't been anticipating this for so long. We so long. loved it so much. And I, I listened to your last episode and I loved when you were talking just about what it meant to all of us, kind of Ted Lasso, yeah. Med Lasso, those memories I have of connecting with all of you in that space. And I've literally told so many people, quote, your life is going to be better watching Ted Lasso. Like I use that phrase with people. And so one, it's been really fun now getting excited about season three and realizing people exist who haven't watched the first two seasons. It's amazing to me that there are people like that. So I've gotten to bring new people in to watch quickly for season three. But honestly, in our house, it was, what are the snacks going to be? What are the cocktails going to be? Because we know, Zeev, that's what he does. He makes amazing Ted Lasso cocktails. Um, and really just getting so excited to think about where it was going to go and how it was going to start. And it did not disappoint. I was so excited to get going. Syed, for you, how excited were you to text me when you were done watching? I was so psyched. This was such a great episode. I was so psyched to jump back into this. I've missed this so much. This, yeah. You know, the folks don't know at home, like all the all the communication that goes on behind the scenes. In oh, my gosh. It is. So I, I didn't realize how much I missed it until Ted's face flashed on the screen. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's back. Like, this is new content. And I just I uh, just sank into the couch and. I have a, I struggle with being present, you know, between my phone and work and just, you know, a lot of different things going on. I, I was pretty locked in for that 45 minutes. Yeah. I couldn't text anybody. Like I couldn't text Syed. I couldn't text you because I turned it on where there's the confusion about when it was going live and Completely. It went live a, a day early. Mm -hmm. And I was right on it because I was home. So at like 601 Pacific Standard Time, I press play. Um, I actually saw on the Apple TV Plus app, I saw it change from like. So did I. I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It like, I'm like, oh, it's time to register for classes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was just, it was just really fun to be able to just sit there. I do look forward to, and this will be the question for both of you. I get to go first because I just thought of it and it's a good question. I look forward to for season three, episode two, more people will be watching at the same time. So I look forward to that night being able to start sending like, you know, I'll give it an hour and then I'm going to start texting people. That's really, really fun. I, I love that. I'm looking forward to that the most for episode two. It's not so much plot devices that I'm fired up for, but Anne, what are you the most excited about for episode two? Well, I mean, to be honest, I was really excited when we started the Med Lasso conversation that week heading into the season. And again, for me, it's that yeah. community aspect. It's I have friends of mine in the UK um, and here in the States with the company that I work with. And we were all texting back and forth. Where are you watching? And when are you watching? And my friends in the UK didn't get to watch a day early. And so I, I think for me, honestly, it's getting back into that community, getting back into that rhythm of going on social media, seeing what people are saying. Um, I also, I had really forgotten how much I love the music in Ted Lasso. I mean, we, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything, but I mean, the Eric B. Rakim song that, I mean, come on. So I just, I, yep, sorry, sorry, I'll wait. But anyway, no, 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 is, this is, is a like, very <laughs> important topic. This is important. Spoilers. We talked about this in the preview show. Here's my take on it. If you're listening to this and it'll, it was in the intro, there are, we're going to talk about the episode. If you haven't watched it, don't listen to this yet. If you haven't watched the episode, don't go on social media. 
We're all going to be tweeting yeah. about it. We're all going to be on Instagram about it. There's no, like, we can't hold each other to some other standard. Like, I had people, t- you know, tweeting at me like, no, don't. We're going to block you. Like, hey, look, we live for this. This is awesome. I'm not waiting. And the world isn't waiting. Don't go on Twitter until you've watched the episode. Don't listen. And I want people to listen to Med Lasso. This is our community. But we're going double barrels for sure. Don't turn on the app if you don't want to know. I literally stayed off of Twitter until I watched because I didn't want to know. I didn't want my spoilers. I wanted and to see the episode honestly, and bet, then I, I was well in. And I bet you had everything. a great stretch of no Twitter. You're like, wait, this is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I, I kind of did, but a whole other conversation. But yes, right, it's pretty right. awesome, actually. Yeah. Syed, what are you looking forward to for episode two? I think the same stuff you guys talked about, but I also want to know how Sam's Nigerian restaurant is doing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I miss uh, the most about doing this is that Syed and me and whoever the like, reliably our guests, no one goes for the soft pat answer. Everyone has a deep cut. Everyone pulls out something that just makes you go, oh, a whole other layer. And I love that. Syed, that was a great shout, dude. It was. That it was really, awesome. really was. I just rewatched the show and I forgot about it until you mentioned it. Oh, the be- and give us a deep cut. I know you have one. I'm going to try to think about um, which one I was really thinking about um, with this one, which I'm going to have to go with thinking when I was thinking about what happens with um, with Phoebe. Right. And thinking about like, where where is the world of Phoebe and where is that going? We see so much of her in this episode and we got so little of her before. And she talked about yeah. her parents getting divorced in this episode. Right. And my thought was like, yeah. <laughs> We saw that the effing glitter. And then now we have this Phoebe as this evolved character. And my thought was like, where are we getting back? Are we getting back to effing glitter Phoebe? Are we getting back to this whole new evolved? And then for me, again, that was one where I was like, oh, that thread of seeing how she comes through got me super excited. I like that too. And you see the passage of time with the actor because she's completely like a year and a half, two years older. She looks yep. so different. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time has gone by on the show. And I love that. Like, I love that it's just. They, they did a couple things to, to really make you feel that way. My favorite one, and this is a controversial take, and then we can each do our controversial takes. My controversial take is I actually really liked that they jumped to where Roy and Phoebe were telling, sorry, Roy and Keely were telling Phoebe that they had already broken up. I liked that plot device that they moved everything forward. Everyone else on the show in the universe has heard the news, gone through the four stages of grief, Roy and Keeley clearly are in a place around it of some sort. I really like that plot device. Otherwise, it would have been like three episodes. We, we're in a whole different world. Just like we've gone 500 days, yeah. so have they. I thought that was really, really smart. And I know that I am well in the minority. Syed, your, your controversial take. My controversial take, and uh, this, you know, I've never been a pro or semi-pro athlete at any level. So I don't know how accurate this is. I've but seen you me, do Star Wars cosplay. I'm, I'm pushing back. <laughs> to me, the my controversial take was, I didn't really buy how worked up people were getting over the preseason prediction. Um, like the players are all sitting there angry. Ah. Everybody's losing their minds. And maybe because uh, the team I cheer for is often an underdog, so we, you know, they use it as like locker room material, as you know, yeah. motivational material. So that part of the storyline that they were having to go and do this field trip to get over their angst about it sort of didn't hit quite right for me. But I like it. These are I professional athletes at the top of their game. It's exactly. not their first rodeo yeah. leading preseason. Tr- yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Controversial, but I like it. And controversial take. All right, I'm going to go with Ted's relationship. 
So I personally found it, like you were saying, Mark, it's like we're jumping forward, but we don't actually know where that context is of how things are left. Is it a wife? Is it an ex-wife? Where did things lead? You know, we see Ted potentially in prior seasons getting involved with other women, but we're not really sure. And then the season opens with the, you know, I love you text that turns out it's for his son and not for him, right? And then the the phone shot where it's just the son instead of the son and his wife, like it was when they started off the whole season or the whole um, show. And so I think there are those little parts of it. But I think for me, you know, we we end and I was, oh, just like heart pulled out of my chest with that ending with his son bringing up, you know, that he'd gotten this incredible glove from his wife presumable new boyfriend and um you know they end with this uh again you know i love this music but this beyonce song they love it's called ring the alarm it's the last song in it and um it's very oh, cool oh yes um yeah and so they're talking about that but i was thinking like again it's it's where do things stand with his wife and where is that going to go and where is his heart you know it's give your mom a big hug for me and again none of that is addressed really in the show and we don't yeah. really know where things stand but we know they're not in a good place but we don't actually know where and i thought personally i i I was very uncomfortable without getting the context. Like, I want to know what happened between the end of season two and season three. Where are they? And you don't get any of that. You just get a text about an I love you that isn't for him and a new boyfriend maybe in some, you know, tricky Beyonce song to end it up. And I don't know. For me, I felt very uncomfortable with that. I like that a lot. One thing that we do know, having heard what you just said, is that this show, in some way, shape, or form, like, they have access to the Apple vaults. Because to pay for the licensing to get to use a Beyonce song. So true, so true. This show, they're, they're, Apple's like, there's no budget. <laughs> you, if you want it, you can have it, and we'll pay for yeah. it. Uh, Beyonce songs don't get licensed. So uh, true, just, such I mean, a good they, point, yeah. That must have been like $100 million. I mean, it, it's, there's a, it's a money-no-object licensing. And when that song came on, I was so happy because, <sighs> first of all, it was pitch perfect. It Second is. of all, great song. Third, I'm like, yeah, man, this is going to be an amazing season in terms of production value because there's no budget. They can do whatever the fuck they want, and it's going to be really cool. <laughs> yes. Because the first season, the musical licensing is not – it's not Beyonce. It's not a criticism, mm -hmm. but it's not that. Now it's like, yeah. If they put a Metallica song, Syed, <laughs> how far into the sky will I watch? That's what I was just thinking. Like the, yeah. in the finale, they're probably going to have Metallica. They're probably going to have Led Zeppelin. They're going to have all these oh hard-to-get artists. If they if they play for whom the bell tolls, like in the episode before they like take the field for the big showdown game, I might burst into flames. It's in play. <laughs> Speaking of bursting into flames, we have a couple of new things that we have to get to. There's only one place we can do it. We have to go in the locker room with Mark and Syed. And you've done this before, so I know you're ready. I mean, fingers crossed. You might throw totally new questions at me this year, but I'm, I'll, I'll do my best. I will, but here's the thing. <laughs> It's, it, today was match day, right? All of the medical students that are graduating found out where they're going, and they've you know chosen their careers. A lot of people are going into surgery, and it got me back to that, like, what would I have done? And, did it. and we were talking about this at that science fair when our kids were using the you know laparoscopic tools, and like, part of me always will wish I was a surgeon. You're not, you're not rattled. Don't even try it. You're you're a board certified. <laughs> you're, they're, no, you're, the locker room does not intimidate you. And I'm okay. I mean, oh, okay, fine. That's a good. It's very but way less stressful than operating and you know starting days at six forty-five in the morning having to crush it. Right. So I'll, I'll give you that for sure. Fair enough. That being said, <laughs> let's put the spotlight on you. We do have a new feature. <laughs> I am so excited about this. I was texting Syed for like the last three weeks since I thought of it. It was after the trailer, where I don't even. Remember, oh, I think it was like Roy smiled or something, and Beard does the like giant fainting <laughs> thing when he throws the clipboard in the air, and I immediately texted Syed. 
Our new segment for the locker room is Coach Beard's Fainting Couch. And it's the <laughs> it's the element of the episode that like you were so surprised, laughed so hard, so emotive that you almost had like a vagal episode and went dark for a second. So Anne, welcome to the locker room. You get to be the first person to tell us what put you on Coach Beard's fainting couch. Oh gosh, I feel so honored about this. Um I am going to say that I died with the Keeley mascara marks on Rebecca and Higgins' shirt. I, I, I don't know. As a person that like barely knows where mascara is in my house, like I'm pretty sure my eight-year-old daughters know where it is, and I don't. But like as a person that's like that at baseline, like I just love so much just like distinct marks that they both. Yeah. And then when Higgins just in perfect way, I was oh. like, oh, I've tried to dry clean my shirt multiple the, times. The Higgins one was really, yeah. Oh, it was so good. But just Rebecca's, yeah. you know, just this idea. I mean, Keely and Rebecca's friendship makes me so happy. Happy. And I think this episode, you know, they didn't disappoint in the way they show up for each other and the way they're there. And I loved every bit of it. But just like that moment of, oh, no big deal. It's not even noticeable of Rebecca with like black mascara lines coming off. I loved it. I died. It was it was awesome. All right, Syed, your moment that put you on Coach Beard's fainting couch. As a card carrying nerd, for me, it had to have been the Lego Stadium. The moment I saw that Lego stadium, I'm like, I need that. We <laughs> all need the Lego stadium. <laughs> we all the do. characters. I was right. like, oh, my God. How, How have awesome. they not marketed that already? How is that not available right. yet? Oh, my God. No, I'm pretty well, sure we, I'm pretty sure we're all going to have it within a week. It's like, coming. Sure oh, my God. <laughs> For sure. You know it's coming. That's a great one. I felt the same way. I remember when I saw it, I sort of had a moment of like, wait, have we had that before? And I realized, <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It's. It was this set, and this is oh, yeah. cool. But oh, yeah, I have that, like too. It. Yeah, well, we it's all not. have it. I mean, fine. <laughs> we're, we're suckers. Like, we're going to buy all this stuff. Uh, I will say it again. The thing I am waiting for the most are the, the licensed, officially licensed trading cards, which they're coming. They're coming someday, and I'm buying them all. My moment that put me on the fainting couch, and I'm still on it, if I'm being totally honest with you, and this is also my deep cut for the episode, is Isaac's watch. So uh, I've had to like tell people to go back and rewatch the part. It's in the beginning when they're in the locker room and they're d- talking about the the rankings and how everyone says they're going to be terrible. And Jan Moss says, I think it's the most teams that get, get promoted or immediately relegated. And he comes up and he points his hand at him and it's a profile shot. And he says, shut the fuck up, Jan Moss. And you can see the watch on his left wrist, gold Rolex, green face. I came off the couch. It was the coolest watch I've ever seen. No one's talking about it. Like, I'm going to have to tweet at Cola Bokini and be like, tell us about this watch. That watch sent me to another planet. And why? Like, why am I still talking about it? Well, I mean, now I feel terrible that I didn't even recognize it when I was when I was watching. But I have to tell you, I actually think his style is amazing. And so he was in this totally. kind of like this tie dye-ish sweatsuit. And that's what I saw. And I was like, how are you so cool? And you dress like that. Just hanging out in the locker, being amazing. So I'm not surprised. It fits with the style. Totally. Syed, humor me. Like, I texted you about this in like all caps. <laughs> like, <laughs> Isaac's watch. I think I've texted like five people about the watch. <laughs> Well, the watch is a thing of beauty, and I think on a subliminal level, Mark, you're wearing the green shirt. I think you're just like and one with Patrick the watch Shea. right, right, right now. Yeah. Maybe. I'm one with the watch. Here's the problem. You know why I'll never be one with the watch? It's probably about $35,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, we're, uh, we're a long way away from me having that <laughs> on my wrist, which, again, 
awesome for Isaac because Isaac is in a place where he's buying $35,000 watches. Credit to him. I think that the Coach Beard fainting couch is going to be one of the most fun parts of Med Lasso this season. Love it. That was awesome. The next feature, this is also a new one. We're going to do some power rankings. And we'll see how this one goes, but I want to do power rankings for the characters each week. Not who's the apex, but for the episode, the most powerful slash influential slash effective or affecting characters. I will go first because I thought of this, I think, like, I don't know, yesterday. So we gotta we gotta workshop a little bit, but here's mine. Number three is Ted on the on the the Med Lasso Power Rankings Mark Shapiro division. Number three is Ted Lasso. And the reason it's him, he is going through a transformation. The first scene, right? He gets his game face on, he shaves, he trims the mustache, puts on his gear. All of his scenes are super well lit. He's gonna have some work to do. He's gonna have to learn how Rebecca said when your friend says you gotta fight for me, like he's gonna have to figure this stuff out. We're gonna see Ted be Ted. I like it, and I think that in this episode, he had a lot of muscle to flex. Number two is um, uh, Jamie Tart. I think that he's going to be on my power rankings all season, but that dude has so much swagger now. And they gave him the full Jack Grealish haircut. Jack Grealish is a midfielder for Man City, and he plays for England, and he's a goof. And that's the full Grealish, the, like, thin headband hair coming down google jack grealish and you'll say oh yeah shapiro's a sports dork but that was a good call (laughs) um and then number one is phoebe phoebe is the sage phoebe sees the matrix and she is going to be our guide and she is going to guide others she had a very small scene and she crushed it she crushed it she's like oh this this young woman knows things and we're gonna learn so phoebe gets number one on my power rankings for this episode and your power rankings. All right. So I am going to agree with you. I thought kids in this episode were so powerful, right? We had Phoebe being amazing. I actually had Henry on there as my number three. You know, you watch oh, him the way he talks, yes. right? He talks to Ted about at the end about, you know, but when he says like, oh, winning isn't everything. And he's like, but you got to at least try, right? And talking and he starts off this the episode handing him the, the trophy, the Lego trophy um, until you get the real one. So I think I like that Henry's that. definitely, I could see Ted's face change as he got inspired listening to his kid. So I'm putting him on there. Um, I am also putting Keely on there. Um, I think I, I mean, Keely is my favorite. I've dressed up for Keely for Halloween. She's my person, but I also really love the way that even in the midst of the talking about the breakup with Roy, when Roy started getting vulnerable about worrying about, the things he has to do for his coaching. And she stepped in, even in the midst of talking about a breakup, like, I know that's worrisome for you and I'm here and here's how it's, it's going to be okay. I just think, again, her ability to support, even in that really difficult time and talking to Phoebe about that was amazing. Um, and then I am also going to put Jamie Tart on there, slightly different reasons. Um, Jamie Tart's confidence, we know it's incredible, but what you're seeing is, I think he really gets this leadership role, right? The way he's stepping up into it, the way he's, you know, giving real advice and, you know, and actually bringing people together and supporting Danny Rojas and all his amazingness, whom, you know, I also love. And so, again, I think for me, uh, he, he's going to have a great role through the whole season. I love it. I think Phil Dunster is going to have a, this is like a major starter. And I think he's going to be an A-level actor right there next to Toheeb Jamo, the next James Bond for the next 20 years. Awesome. You, you Syed, your power little, rankings. Uh, the little Ted Lasso-isms that are rubbing off in Jamie Tart. When Donnie Rojas says something, he's like, bingo, El Ringo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I, I'm like, hey, he's turning into a little Ted. <laughs> but, he's turning um, into a little Ted Lasso. I like that. All right, yeah. your power rankings. Uh, so my power rankings. Number three, I'm going to take someone who was 
what you probably never think of in a power ranking, um, Leslie uh, Higgins. And the reason is because uh, each season has introduced new footballers to the team. And Leslie is providing that plot momentum here in the beginning with his suggestion, which is let's add some firepower. And you yeah. know that they're going to add some characters. We don't know who they yeah. are. Some like high powered, yeah. you know, forwards or strikers. So good for Leslie for setting that narrative ball in motion. Number I two. I think that was really a great take. And I, I, I that was smart. I, I kind of wish I thought of it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I'm going to go with <laughs> Rupert because his influence oh, good call. Is, I know. is everywhere. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's uh, driving, he's in everyone's heads and he's uh-huh. just got that casual emperor level power. Oh, that's your car. We'll fix that by nightfall. You know, right. and I, I actually love the assistant too. She's so funny. At the cost know? of someone's job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she hands him the thing, she's like, it's a new car. Yeah, that, yeah. For some reason that cracked me up. Number one, I'll go with uh, Ted because uh, each season we've had that opening shot on somebody and then it's closed with the same shot on somebody. It was Rebecca in season one. Yeah. It was Nate in season two. And now we got the opening shot in Ted. So that's just setting it up. It had to be Ted. Yeah. It had to be Ted. That's yeah. a good call. People are going to get mad at us if we don't talk a little bit about the, the uh... Rupert uh, Nate dynamic. I don't want to spend a lot of time here. So we're, you know, I'm going to mute you guys if you go off. It, it was pretty cool. I will give it that, and I will just say full respect to the actor Anthony Head, who is just dining out on being a villain and crushing it. It is so fun to watch. He is so delicious. They've lit. We talked about the lighting in our preview episode. Did you notice he has a shadow on him all the time? It's not black clothes either. Like they've lit him where he is always in shadow. Oh, that's it's a great so time. weird. When he waved the newspaper, remember that? When he's like making it as a gesture about the car, the newspaper kind of went into the light. And you're like, <laughs> wow, he's really dark. Like it was a perfect juxtaposition. It's it's absolutely delicious. It's going to be a lot of fun. His goatee is just, mwah. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> the ultimate villain goatee. And talk about villainy for a second. You're a, <laughs> you're a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I love surgeons. I know. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, I really love, you're talking about production value, right? So here's what I'm thinking from a kind of production standpoint, right? It is the juxtaposition and the way they set up the scenes is incredible, right? So I like to think so much about like Ted strolling through the park on his first day back, right? Like <laughs> saying ridiculous things to babies and whatever else. And then you have <laughs> the thing coming up that escalator, right? And it's one of those like escalators to nowhere where it's so dark and he, you know, doesn't doesn't even say hello to this person who's welcoming, you know, Ned into his new job. And you're just thinking like, oh my gosh, you are so sinister. And then similarly, the way that the that the space is lit and the way that the colors are. And I have to say those those moments, um, you know, again, I, I mentioned that Eric B and Rakim song, the follow the leader song, but that is so perfect the way it fits with the way he comes in and the way he walks out and i just like you can feel it viscerally you can literally feel it in your body when you watch that part and that's that's incredible production right there villainy was an important theme and that was a great call and i just thought of something that i'm going to mention in a second but syed they they talk about who rupert vacationed with and this one it was like they were singing to physicians and healthcare professionals who would rupert on vacation with who was that the stacklers and why did we all lose our ever-loving minds when we found out that Rupert Mannion vacations with the Stacklers? Yeah, the op- opioid epidemic. 
and uh, the Sacklers and Oxycodone and, uh, you know, the be the family behind that pharmaceutical company. And you're, you're sure that Rupert has shares in that, right? <laughs> He's probably, that's Absolutely. where that yacht came from. Yeah. Um, but I it also was delicious. To, it was so satisfying. That, like, that, it wow. was so good. And they put it Rupert was... next to the Sacklers. Like, Rupert's a right. villain. Proper right. villain. And, but, you know, the one thing I also want to comment on is Rupert is the best kind of villain because pure villainy sometimes can come off as a little campy. But yeah. Rupert, actually, the way he encourages Nate, he's sort of supportive, right? I mean, and he supports Nate in kind of just the right way. He's giving him that gentle, not kind of like, you know, how Ted and Roy and someone would th- sometimes laugh out loud in front of other people when Nate's trying to do something. Like, Rupert is very quiet and encouraging, standing off in the shadows. And, you know, he looks at him during the press conference. Rupert just gives him a nod. He's like, you got this. And it's like, that's the scary part about, you know, him to me. Because if you didn't know Rupert and his backstory and everything like that, you'd be like, yeah, this guy's pretty amazing. Bought him a new car. He did all of this stuff. Yeah. We just happen to know he's a villain, but... He right, and it's, but it's be, not benevolent. Yeah. Like what he's doing with Nate is not benevolent. He has a right. totally different end game in mind that has nothing to do with West Ham football. Right. It has something to do with Nate driving that car off, you know, the off the you know the the metaphorical cliff in some way. Well, it's, he understands it, him so well, right? I mean, that's oh, the other yeah. great things about villains, right? Is they understand how to pick up on the pieces of people there, the holes, right? He finds Nate's holes. I mean, you think about that that uh, text back with his mom, which oh. You watch again. I, I I know we don't have a lot of sympathy for Nate right now, but you it watch was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Mom, Ray, when his mom says she watches and then says your dad watches you, and and you, you just can't see win. Rupert. He gets in there. He is he like, is stepped into that space to tell Nate what a good job he's doing, and oh, it's heartbreaking. It's like what Kimberly Manning said in the preview episode about understanding trauma informed care. Man, something happened to these dudes, and yeah. like, getting a text from your about that from your mom. After you just gave a press conference and you've made it to the premiere, like that's just brutal. I thought of something. I'm going to throw this at you both. Everything on the show is intentional. And, Anne, you called out the escalator. And we're talking about villains who are being controlled like marionettes. Who else in the last six years rode to great fanfare an escalator? Uh, Trump, can I tell you? Yes. Yeah. It was Trump when he announced his candidacy for president in 2015. He rode the escalator. There's no coincidences, man. That was intentional. That was a, I, it, when Anne, when you mentioned it, credit to you, that clicked for me. Like, oh my gosh, that was totally a nod to that escalator ride. Why else would they have done that? There's no Star Wars scenes where someone like does a long escalator ride to nowhere. <laughs> that was totally. Now, the only difference is he was going in opposite direction. Trump went down the escalator and Nate yeah. went up, but still, I'm calling it. I'm calling it good. Anyway, I you like have it. to agree. <laughs> All right. And we've got one last thing I want to do in the locker room, and it's something I don't remember if you got to do it or not. We we go to the pyramid of success, and as knows, and as some of my other friends know, I'm absolutely losing my mind right now because it's March Madness, and UCLA basketball is really good. And I went there for undergrad, and it's just kind of hard to concentrate right now. But from the coach John Wooden pyramid of success, we're going to pull out one block, and we can talk about it. And the one that I pulled out for this episode: loyalty. Be true to yourself. Be true to those you lead. And a word on loyalty, please. You know, I think specifically for the show, uh, one of the things that I really loved is the idea about kind of being true to yourself, which I think fits with loyalty, right? This idea of like the state of the sewers, right? Talking about what can you draw from others that are their core values, you know, like letting Ted be Ted. 
And I do think there's a lot to be said, actually, for that trust in yourself and the loyalty to where you are and where your values are instead of getting pulled by others. Um, and I, I think that's kind of a, a different take on loyalty that I really appreciated about this episode. That's a great call. I didn't think of that at all. And I love it. And that's why you're here. Syed, a word on loyalty. To me, this show, when I think loyalty, there are two relationships. I think of Rebecca and Keely. And I think of uh, Coach and Beard. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, they they have this bond that's been forged and it's so effortless. And they're so, you know, each one allows the other to be their own quirky self and supports them. And then, you know, with Rebecca and Keeley, you get that obvious, you know, you, you, they would go through the fire for each other. They have sort of gone through the fire for each other. So, you know, when, when you saw uh, um, Keeley as a head of her company, the one thing you knew is she wasn't going to change in her relationship with Rebecca. That That's still the same. They're still interacting the same way they have from pretty much from the beginning of the series. What about and where have we seen loyalty break down on the show, Anne? You know, I think sometimes when we're thinking about uh, Ted's commitment to the team and wanting to be there, you know, I think this is one of the things he's really struggling with, right? Is sort of the the, the whys and the what is he still doing? And I think there's this idea of kind of, um, as Dr. Fieldstone says, you know, she makes the comment about, you know, not quitting, kind of been sticking with it. And I think that sort of loyalty when you're not sure your purpose is still there. And you're not sure what you still bring and you're not sure necessarily are you still bringing value. I think sometimes that actually, you know, loyalty may not be the right move in that. And there might be kind of better part of valor for making different choices. And so for me, I do think that's part of the the questioning that Ted's having right now is whether or not he's actually adding with his loyalty to the team. Syed, how is loyalty going to either save or elevate someone in season three? I think... um well, to me, the obvious answer with broken loyalty and misguided loyalty is Nate. Um, I, I think that uh, it, I, I'm just trying to think of how I think he's going to come back. I think his, he's going to have a redemption arc, even if honestly, though, I care less about this arc <laughs> than I did. It's the it's least interesting so part of the show. Right. It's by right, far yeah. the least interesting part of the so show. It's like part of me doesn't, doesn't even want to devote thought to this. But that's uh, why I didn't yeah. ask you. I asked you a different question. Yeah, no, I know, I know. You asked me about, yeah, but uh, that's the one that jumps to mind. I mean, that's, uh, I, I yeah. just see him, you know, coming back through that loyalty mechanism. Because at the end of the day, um, he looks for approval. And, uh, he, you know, uh, Nate was, uh, Ted was the first guy to pick him out and, and see that. Yeah. And I think he'll be loyal. For me, it's, it's Roy and Keeley. Uh, they are the soulmates of the show. It's not Ted and Rebecca. I know people want to see Ted and Rebecca come back. Roy and Keeley are connected, and they're going to fiercely defend one another, whether they're romantically involved or not. And you pointed out how even when they were talking with Phoebe and she still kind of had Roy's back and was reassuring him, there will be many, many opportunities for those two to continue to elevate one another. And I think their loyalty will be untrammeled throughout season three. Speaking of untrammeled throughout season three, we are going to be doing this every week hopefully, depending on call schedules and the like. And you've been on here, you've been on Explore the Space a couple of times. You've been on now two med lassos. And what I always want you to be able to do is have something to plug. So give the people something to look up online, tell people what you're about, tell people where to find you. So I am picking something other than myself for this one, because I was thinking the other day, Mark, about how we were telling my husband about how we met through our mutual friends, Seraphina Nance. 
and Serafina. Syed also a... knows, by the way. Did you know that? Well, yes, you do. So lucky all of us, because uh, so Serafina um, uh, was first a patient of mine, and then we've actually become incredibly good friends. And I am beyond excited for her that she has actually come out with a memoir. She's an astrophysicist. She's an incredible human being. She's a BRCA2 previvor, had three surgeries to get through to reduce the risk of breast cancer, and truly is a lovely, brilliant, fantastic human being. So um. I don't want to make you jealous, but I saw Serafina last week and she brought me a copy of her book and I'm so beyond excited. Like I look at it like it's Christmas every day right now in my house. So um, I, her book is coming out in June, but I'm telling you, it's called Starstruck. She's um, at Starstricken SF on Twitter. Truly, she will make your life better through her book and following her. So she's, she's my plug for today. She's amazing. That is a really, really good plug. Well played. And that was great. Thank you so much for coming back on. And oh, uh, thank yeah, you. send us into season three. Love it. Syed, what do you think, man? We're back, brother. It's like We're we back. never left. Let's keep it going strong. I know. <laughs> we got to record our next one like pretty soon. So I'll be texting you <laughs> for, the next, for our next date. Good All right, luck. Enjoy episode two. We'll talk soon. Can't wait. Great seeing All right, you. Take too. care. Bye. Bye. My thanks once again to Anne for coming back on Med Lasso to help us kick off this recap season for Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 1. What a run we're going to have. we got nine more episodes to go. We're going to try to do this every week. We've got our new Ted Lasso episode coming in two days' time. We've got UCLA in the Sweet 16 on Thursday. What a week. It's going to be a ton. It's going to be so great. I'm excited for all of it. I'm delighted that you all are here to join us for the ride. Delighted again to have the Women in Medicine Summit help make these episodes possible. Definitely check out www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. Register to join us for this extraordinary conference in Chicago, September 22nd and 23rd. I will be there. Explore the Space Show is sponsoring. The people that are going to be there, you just don't want to miss it. It's going to be really, really tremendous, really, really transformative, and I cannot wait. We will be back with more Med Lasso coming soon, but there should be an Explore the Space episode coming this week as well. Don't want to spoil the surprise, but make sure you are subscribed to Explore the Space wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Hit me on Twitter at ETS Show. Definitely check out hashtag MedLasso on Twitter as well. I'm on Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. We will be back later in the week with another Explore the Space and back next week with more MedLasso. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.